from being in a nine to five job that was burning me out completely, working 80 hours a week, feeling underpaid and undervalued to finding not only my dream job in corporate, working four days a week for three times the pay, but also having enough time and space to build and work on my own passions and business. From being a person who has a hard time expressing what she needs and wants and feels, to going to events and being acknowledged for my authenticity in less than a year of me starting to practice conscious channeling. Hello, beautiful souls. It is no accident that you are here. You are not alone and you don't have to be. Lessons and Soul Fashions is a place where we crack ourselves wide open with stories and lessons that leave you feeling empowered and liberated. This is a space of acceptance and redemption. We open up about our most vulnerable experiences and how our past has become our soul lesson. Because when we speak our truth, we give others permission to do the same. We are your hosts, Ayana and Maya, and we hope our truths ignite the light that is already within you. We choose the frequency of our reality. Just like a radio when you're listening to smooth jazz on 101.3, and then maybe you switch to the next station to listen to some classic rock on 101.5. You get to choose which station you tune into, even though all of them are playing at the same time. Very similar to this. We ourselves are those radio stations or channels tapping into different frequencies that are all available at the exact same time. And it's up to us to decide which one we want to tune into. So really, that is what conscious channeling is. Selecting the frequency that you want to tap into the music that you want to listen to. And we're really going to dive deeper into this conversation today. Have you ever walked into a room and felt like the energy was off? Or have you ever sat at home and thought about someone and then two seconds later they called you? That is you picking up on different frequencies, just like the radio station is. The difference is, however, that you didn't choose those frequencies to come in, at least not consciously. And so today's conversation is really going to be about how can we tap into the channels that we want to tap into? How can we do it consciously and mindfully so that we're ensuring that we're listening to the music that feels good to us? not just the one that is playing in the background without our conscious choice. That was such an amazing metaphor for what it means to connect to the vibrations around you, to your frequencies, because we're all connected, whether you are aware of it or not. And so if you already are, how empowering is it for you to choose then what you would like to receive, what messages you would like to receive, what medicine would you like to receive? And so this is such a fascinating topic because I feel even the word channeling, the word is so woo. I'm thinking of someone who is spewing light language and is sharing messages from the Palladians. You can also receive channeled messages 
in different forms and in different expressions. And so I'm really excited to dive deeper into the layers of what channeling is, what it means, and examples. Because I know you have come up with a four-step process for us, for anyone who is new or is interested in channeling. Before we get started, what does channeling mean? What is it? As you mentioned, channeling can be interpreted in many different ways. And I think there are quite a few definitions. And so it is important that when I'm speaking about channeling, that we all know what type of channeling it is that I'm speaking about. Channeling to me is a natural form of communication. We are doing it all of the time. Every moment of every day, I am tapping into different energies or frequencies or vibrations. It's up to you how you prefer to call it. But we are literally just emitting and receiving energy constantly, every moment of every day. So that is what channeling is. Conscious channeling is being aware of the frequencies and energies that we are emitting and the ones that we are receiving. Consciously channeling is becoming a translator where now not only are you receiving energy, you are translating that experience into human words. You're expressing the energy that you've received in words. And so that energy can come from anything. That energy can come from anyone. It can be the water of the sea. It can be your neighbor next door, your pet, your guides, your spirits. You can channel the energy of anything because you are feeling the energy of everything. So this practice that we will be running through is to support you and support myself and everyone in consciously selecting the energies that we allow to channel through so that we are able to translate them into words and use them to support us on our journey in life. This is such a simple explanation. We're doing it all the time, whether or not you're aware of it. I feel like in just having a conversation with a friend, that to me is also channeling because Ayana, every single time that you're speaking, I'm in a space of listening. I'm fully listening to you. I'm not sitting here thinking from my own ego of what do I want to say next? You have those people around you who are so ready to just talk and they're not even fully listening to you. but from a space of fully listening to what you're saying, I don't know what I'm going to say next because I don't know what you are going to say. And so the next thing that is coming out are channeled messages. It is what this moment needs to express based on your experience and based on my experience. Just an FYI, everybody. Every single one of our episodes are all channeled. We prepare for the episodes in the sense of a frame and a topic. But every time, and I cannot speak for you, Ayana, but every single time before I go into recording, I'm always praying to the divine, please allow what needs to come through. So 99% of the time, I have no idea what's going to come through. But that is what it means to channel for me and based on a little bit of what you're saying. So I really love that perspective. I know that you are clearly living that experience. What happened in your life to have allowed this to be such an important part of your practice? It's interesting because for me, this entire topic is channeled. (laughs) It was a guidance that I received and it came flowing through me. 
And exactly as Maya said, every conversation that we have, every conversation on this podcast, (laughs) all of it is so channeled. We show up prepared and something else happens every time because we allow it to flow through us. And so the moment that I realized how important channeling was for me, conscious channeling has been a part of my practice now for only a little over a year. We are all channels, as we've described. I've been channeling my entire life. But consciously tapping into that energy and asking for questions and receiving those answers, that started to happen in May 2021 when I was watching a webinar in which channeling as a practice had been described and she guided us through a meditation. And then from this meditation, she guided us through a channeled experience. And what I saw on paper, when I read that back to myself, I could see so clearly that it wasn't just me in those words, that it was something deeper, wiser, and that I could ask questions to this energy and that they would give me answers that I hadn't been able to come up with just by myself. And once I started realizing that there was so much wisdom that I could possibly tap into through this, I became really, really intrigued. At first, a little weirded out in the sense that I thought, am I just making all of this up? But then sometimes the answers that would come through were just so wise that I thought, either I've secretly been a genius or this is coming through me. Both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if I am making this up, how did I not know that I had all of this genius in here? <laughs> and so it was actually just really, really powerful to have that experience and practice it for and with myself. And as I was practicing it for and with myself, the guidance started shifting. It started shifting from just being about me and what I needed to do and where I needed to go, shifting into guidance for the people around me, shifting into guidance for how I could serve the world, humanity, how I was designed to contribute to a larger cause than just myself. And so that's why we're having this conversation today, because through my own channeled practice, I have been guided to now share this channeled practice with others so that they may tap into the energy consciously and really ask those questions to the divine guidance that's been living inside of them all of this time. I want to take a moment to really breathe in what you just said, because what came through for me, this channeled message is that you are not alone. One of the things that you said was, am I a genius or am I guided? And of course, you're absolutely both. Let's take creativity, for example. People will talk about, oh, I got this creative spark, but then they'll get into a creative block. And they're waiting to get the next inspiration before they can keep going again. And so this creative energy is channeling and you can tap into it whenever you want. And so remember, we are not unique or special where this is a gift just for us. Every single person has it and you can connect with it anytime. And just remember, you do not have to do it alone. Any time where you don't know the answers or you don't know where to go, tap into this specific frequency that can support you so that you too can co-create your own reality. And when I say you too, I'm just talking about you and source, but you can view this as any way you want. For me, my source, hundreds of spirits on my divine team spirits, sages, angels. And that is where I feel that I receive so much wisdom. 
So I really wanted to highlight what you just said, because we are always in co-creation and to be able to tap into it is when you recognize I'm so connected to universal consciousness. And this is what gets you one step closer to wholeness and unity. Why would you recommend this for someone to have as a part of their practice? First off, I also need to take a moment to absorb (laughs) what you just shared. I mean, I know this conversation is about channeling, but boy, are we channeling. (laughs) I love this so much. (laughs) Just everything you shared. Yes, it can be many guides. You are not alone. That is truly the message that is here. You don't have to figure it out alone. You don't have to solve it, control it on your own. You are supported, you are guided, and you just get to ask. And the reason that I think channeling is really meant to be a part of everyone's daily, weekly, however you like to practice is because it just drastically improves the quality of your life. It drastically improved the quality of my life. When I realized that it had only been a year and a few months since I started to consciously channel for myself, I also had a look at all of the changes that I experienced in that very short amount of time. And I have exponentially progressed so much further in this one year than I even knew possible through the way that I perceive time up until this point. From meeting you, Maya, and hopping on Clubhouse every single week, (laughs) then transitioning into podcasting, when before all this, I had a fear of public speaking. From being in a nine-to-five job that was burning me out completely, working 80 hours a week, feeling underpaid and undervalued to finding not only my dream job in corporate, working four days a week for three times the pay, but also having enough time and space to build and work on my own passions and business and really creating from a place of gratitude and flow. From having difficult communication with my partner to us both showing up in so much love and compassion for each other. From being a person who has a hard time expressing what she needs and wants and feels, to going to events and being acknowledged for my authenticity and how beautifully I'm able to express not only my feelings, but the feelings of others. All of this and so much more has happened in less than a year of me starting to practice conscious channeling. And the reason I am relating those experiences directly to my practice is because every step of the way, I ask, what is it that I am meant to do now? Where is it that I am meant to go? Please support me in how to show up as myself right now. Please bring the words that I need to speak, say, and feel to me in the right moment without me overthinking it. I ask for guidance for the smallest, most mundane things. I ask for guidance when I'm standing in line and I can't figure out what it is that I want to eat. I ask for guidance today as I was about to record this podcast in my office and still needed to have dinner and couldn't choose the restaurant, I asked for guidance on where to stop and go. So it's really not something that has to be, quote unquote, about something big. You can tap into the energy of feeling supported at all times. And the reason why is because when you tap into the frequency of channel, The results defy time. A couple of things that you just mentioned with how channeling improves the quality of your life. 
One, you were talking about public speaking, how it has completely shifted this within you. And now when you are in groups and you speak, people are commenting on how much they appreciate your authenticity. And I think that's what a lot of people, especially women, really strive to be expressing themselves authentically. In that, you had mentioned the public speaking. And when I started opening myself up, I realized that the shakiness in my voice, the nervousness that I felt, they were tingling sensations in which my heart would be beating, but it was actually not nervousness. It was me so open and that my guides are so ready to share the message that the energy is so strong, it is taking over my body. And instead of creating a story that I'm nervous and then allowing it to get into my head and then start getting worried about, well, I'm nervous. And what are people going to think? What are people going to say? I am able to feel these sensations and thank my guides for being here for me when I need them the most. Thank you for being a part of what I want to express and share with the world. Thank you for providing the message for me to be the messenger. And thank you for choosing me to be that messenger. So there's so much gratitude in that. And I think another key thing that you said that I think is so important is you're talking about even the small decisions that you make. We are in an era of way too much information, way too many decisions. I don't know if anyone even eats at the Cheesecake Factory anymore, but I don't know if you've read this menu, but it's literally a novel and I get so overwhelmed and so fatigued from having so many options. And so just think about your everyday. How often are you like, oh, what am I going to make for dinner? And oh, what am I going to wear? These very mundane things that are actually necessary. Food is so necessary for your well-being and the nourishment for you to give back to the world. And unless laws change, I wish we can be naked, (laughs) but you're probably going to want to dress appropriately for where you want to go, but to each their own, that's your prerogative. And to have someone support you in the mundane decisions is so helpful because it actually opens up space for you to make bigger decisions in your life. I met this person. Are they in alignment with me? And do I want to create a long-term relationship with them? There's this beautiful home that I really want to buy, but it is out of my budget. Do I make the decision to move forward with it? Or do I keep looking for another home? So there are going to be major, major decisions in your life that is going to involve more energy from you. So create more space by allowing yourself to be supported in the mundane, everyday decisions. I love that you brought that in because that is exactly the nuance. Create space by asking for guidance in the little things. Don't just leave it up to the big ones for the big decisions. You need the space to be able to process what you are meant to do, where you are meant to go. You also need to be capable of discerning what energy you're tapping into. So practicing with the smaller questions and feeling how those go will prepare you for the larger ones. Our sponsor, Yip.com, is a platform that helps entrepreneurs and creators reach people wherever and whenever. They encourage people to start a business, grow as an individual, and achieve their full potential in a fun way. 
Their mission is to inspire people to do what they love. Yip.com gives entrepreneurs the opportunity to take their traditional brick and mortar business online. Are you a life coach, a fitness instructor, or maybe a therapist that's tired of having to chase clients for payments? Do you want to grow your business across borders without the high costs of opening a physical location? Then Yip is the platform for you. Yip offers online video solutions, seamless payments, direct messaging to clients, an online marketplace, and automatic invoicing all in one. It allows you to really focus on your customers and for your customers to connect with you in a way they've never been able to before. As two entrepreneurs who love what we do, we feel so supported by the platform Yip.com has created and couldn't help but share this with you as our listener. Check them out and sign up today by visiting yip.com. That's yip.com. I am ready to start getting into the how. I have been waiting for the how. Yes. <laughs> of course you have, you Capricorn. I know. <laughs> She's like, I've been here for the how for 20 minutes. Yes. It's here. <laughs> So the four steps to channeling that have been channeled through for today's session all start with the letter A, ask, answer, accept, and act. But before we even dive into the four steps, when it comes to conscious channeling, it is also important to take a conscious moment to prepare. And to prepare, there are two important elements. One is to check in on your energy, your mood, your frequency. And the second is to select a medium of channeling that you prefer. So let's start with the first one, your energy, your frequency. The way to check in on this is really just taking a moment, sitting still, and feeling how you feel. Do you feel happy? Do you feel neutral? Do you feel sad, angry? What are the emotions coming up? And if you're having a hard time verbalizing the emotions that you're feeling, sink a little deeper into your body. Observe, is your chest tight? Are your arms and shoulders relaxed? Observe where you are holding tension and where you feel released as a way to be able to understand where you may be at energetically. If all of your muscles are tense, there's a likelihood that on some level you are feeling stressed. If you're completely relaxed and all of your muscles are loose, there's a likelihood that you're just feeling in a relaxed and peaceful state. This part is not so much about labeling, but it's about observing. Being able to observe energy is a very important part of conscious channeling because when you start to connect to different frequencies, it is up to you to discern which one you want to tap into. Remember the radio? Which station are you going to listen to? Sometimes while you're using the radio, you just turn the knob. You don't know exactly which station is playing the song you want to hear. So you turn the knob and you hear a little bit of the song and then you decide to either stay with that or to turn the knob again and to move on to the next station and see if you like that song better. So that is something that happens to us in channeling as well. As you are tapping into your frequency, different energies will be trying to connect with you and it is up to you to decide or discern who it is that you connect with. So for that purpose, we check in on our energy first. The second part of preparation is selecting a medium. You can channel in all of the ways that feel good to you. There is really absolutely no limitation. But when it comes to conscious channeling, for me, I like to select one of two ways. To either write my channel or to speak what's channeled through. And the reason I select writing and speaking is your hands, your arms are extensions of your chest. They are extensions of your heart. 
your heart chakra. So when you're selecting writing, really connects to your heart energy as you are writing down what is coming through. You are connecting to the universal law of rhythm. Your heart is beating at a certain rhythm. And so that is something that you're tapping into by writing. The second medium, which is speaking, that is really all about the throat energy, your throat chakra energy. Your vocal cords vibrate to create different sounds and frequencies as you are speaking. So there you are connecting to the universal law of vibration, really seeing the tones and intonations as they flow through, feeling them is really a way for you to harness and hold on to the energy and channel that is coming through. There is no right or wrong, just select the one that resonates with you the most. And if you've done any work with chakras before and someone's told you, you need to work on your heart chakra or you need to work on your throat chakra, which happen to be two of the chakras that many of us here we need to work on, then you can just select the one that resonates most. So with the speaking, you record yourself, correct? Yes. Very good point. (laughs) Yeah. So I would also love to add because we all have our own practices and our own way of approaching the exact same thing. So clearly both Ayana and I, channeling is a part of our practice. And for myself in the preparation phase, what I always add is an invocation or a prayer. My path is the yogic path. And a lot of this ancient tradition is giving respect and homage to the lineage of the teachers. So I always first give them a prayer and a welcome and a thank you. And then I invoke them to call in all of the guides that I want to be there. And I'll actually visualize myself sitting in meditation with all of them. So I visualize myself in a circle with all of these deities and sages. And then in terms of a prayer, for me, it depends on what it is that I'm looking for or what I feel like I want to ask or how I'm feeling. But the one that I use a lot of the time is Paramahansa Yogananda's prayer, which is lead me to the shores of your fulfillment. And that is my most common prayer because at the end of it all, that is my intention is to create fulfillment because I'm in this space of needing to ask because I feel like something is missing. I feel like I need something. I need more support. I need more love. I need more guidance. And so the fulfillment piece for me is very important. So I really wanted to share that in if it was in your practice to add invocation or a prayer. Hmm. That invocation is so beautiful and really reminds me of the importance of our own humility in this practice. To be grateful for any guidance that does come through. To realize that there is no energy that owes us anything. And we don't owe anything. It's really just about this permission to co-create. And how beautiful it is that we are able to and get to consciously tap into that. That is really what I'm feeling from what you just added there, Maya. Really this humility before entering into this sacred and blessed practice that we are able to consciously tap into. So thank you for that reminder. And also for showing that this is just as much a part of the path as doing the actual practice. Thank you for sharing that because humility is a huge part of my daily practice. Because 
I'm definitely not doing this alone. Everything that you hear is not mine. It's not from me. It truly is from my guides. But another thing that I would like to share because I had brought in invoking my guides. So when I was first starting this, and I've been channeling now for years and years, one of the things that I was taught, you're invoking your guides, make sure when you're done, you release them. And I never did that. I would never release my guides. And I started feeling really guilty because continually I would call them, but I would not release them. One day in meditation, I felt so guilty and so ashamed. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know I'm calling you in. I'm not doing the work. I'm not showing up. And the message that came through is we are always with you. You never have to call us in and you never have to release us. We are always with you. And that message meant the world to me because although I still invoke them, I feel like the invocation is for the human mind to know that we are calling them and welcoming them into our space. But regardless of whether we call them in or not, they are always supporting us. I really had to share that. And now I'm really excited to get into the four-step process. I'm really amping up the anticipation here. (laughs) I'm really happy that you brought that in though, because really what this says is the preparation is for our own frequency. And that's really a part of that energetic check. You can practice different practices to bring yourself or to bring your frequency higher in a state of more joy and more peace. But that is something that you are doing for yourself so that you are more consciously able to tap into the channel that is right for you in that moment. So without further ado, (laughs) step one, ask for the guidance. You've chosen your medium, your writing, or you are speaking. Now it is time to ask your question. And I would recommend, if this is your first time doing anything of this sort, to try and connect to a wiser version of yourself. We call it the highest self in most spiritual communities, but you can just call it a wiser version of you. Just like you are today a wiser version of yourself than you were, let's say, five years ago. So tap into wise you, use your medium, and ask for a question. Now, what type of question should you ask? We've already mentioned it can be the mundane. It can be something big. An example of creating this episode today was me literally asking my guides my highest self, please give me the guidance that I need to know what this episode that I am preparing is meant to be about, how I can best serve my audience and my community, how I can show up in my truth, but also with something that is truly potent and supportive for where they are at at this time. And what came through is you need to talk about channeling. You need to talk about how you got the answer to this question, because that is what people need to hear. And the question can also be, what is the next step for me to step into my purpose? Or what is my purpose right now? Am I in the right relationship? Is the job that I am in serving my highest good? Am I able to show up in my highest potential in the circumstances and environment that I am currently placing myself in? Where am I not creating enough space to fully show up as myself? All of these are questions that you can ask. But really, when it comes to asking, sit with yourself And just write down the question that you're constantly asking yourself throughout the day, because we are always asking ourselves questions. We are always asking ourselves what it is that we need to do next. 
what it is that we should be eating, where it is that we should be going, whether we should say yes or no to that invitation that we received that didn't feel as exciting as we thought it might. All of those are perfect questions to ask. Maya, what are some of the questions that you ask to channel? I like to keep my questions really simple. So it is said that in order for you to receive a good answer, you must ask a good question. So in order for you to get a clear answer, you also must ask a clear question. I like to ask really simple ones. Who am I? And I feel like this is a really important question because it brings us back to the essence of who we are versus what society expects us to be. And another question is, what can I let go of to bring me closer to my highest self? And I ask this question often because We are in a constant cycle of death and rebirth or a shedding of our skin. We're constantly becoming new versions of ourselves. Like you had mentioned earlier, you today are your wiser self from who you were five years ago. So we're constantly evolving into versions of ourselves that we can proactively create. and. A part of that requires us to let go of a story, a portion of ourselves. But it can be so hard to let go. And asking my guides this really supports me in knowing it's okay to allow that part of me to die or to release. And the last question I would like to offer is what? does my heart desire? I think from a space of having so many choices and decisions, especially for someone who is so multi-passionate as Ayana and I are, this allows me to get back into my heart and remember for myself, what does my soul actually desire? Not what I'm inspired by, not what my mind thinks I am excited about. What does my soul truly want for myself? And most of the time, these answers are really, really simple, but I think I'm getting ahead of myself with the answer. Ahead or perfectly on time. (laughs) (laughs) Because the second step is answer. Now that we have asked the question, it is time that we allow the channel to come through us and for us to translate that energy into an answer using our selected medium of writing or speaking. And as Maya mentioned, if you are speaking, please record. (laughs) You can use your phone, your laptop, whichever service you prefer. And with answer, what is so important is that we don't get in our heads and we just allow the hand to do the talking or the mouth to do the speaking without inserting too much of our mind chatter in it. Trust that something will flow out without you needing to control what comes out. So really just write down anything that comes through, even if what comes through is, I don't know, am I making this up? Write it down. That's just the bits of doubt that need to come out of you so that you can truly tap into the channel. That's just your resistance trying to come through. And if you keep on writing at some point, your mind is not fast enough to actually have the answers for you and the channel will come through the selected frequency. And so it's the same with speaking. For some people, speaking can be more difficult at first, but for others, it could also be writing. It's really just trusting that words will come out of your mouth and that if you feel like you need to make it up or you're like, mm, 
my mouth can't actually speak because my mind is overthinking it, then just say everything that your mind is thinking. Say, I think I'm making this up. I don't know what to say. This is really uncomfortable. Allow all of that doubt to flow through so that eventually the channel can actually speak through you because you filtered out anything that was blocking it. You're literally releasing the thoughts through your mouth to create space for the channel to come through that same medium. And so this is why it is so important with the answer that you're allowing space for the medium to come through by clearing whatever thoughts are coming through. I think this is a important aspect that you are sharing with allowing the mind chatter to flow through. So just keep speaking or keep writing. So when you are first on this path, or even to this day, I still have this experience because our mind, our inner roommate is so opinionative and strong. And so there will be times when you will hear or receive not just a channeled message, but a dialogue of your channeled message and your mind. So you'll literally hear these beautiful light wisdom and golden nuggets in the midst of just some darkness or self-judgment or the shadow aspects of yourself that is really highlighting your worth where you'll hear things like, is this true? Am I crazy? That inner doubt really starts coming out. And the key here with what Ayana is saying is you have to keep going because the more you allow that part of yourself, the mind or the ego part to express itself and to be heard, it will eventually clear out, that gunk will clear out, and then you'll fully be able to hear the messages so clear. You'll know when you're there. It is so crystal clear. It is such deep truth that you will have no doubt in your mind that this is the answer to your prayer or your question. This podcast is sponsored by two products that I am loving right now are the liquid gold face and body oil and the blemish busting wand by Kame Co. I have been on a journey to cleaner skincare and self-care products for over five years. And I've been getting rid of products that have disrupted my hormones or were bad for my respiratory health. And because our skin is our biggest organ, we have to treat it with love. So if you've been curious about incorporating cleaner products into your skincare or self-care routine... Kame Co. offers an array of nourishing options that can support you with just that. Kame is a mindful and vegan personal care company that aims to soothe your body and fill your soul through plant-focused products that are truly made with love. Seriously, I know the founder and she puts so much TLC into everything she creates. I just absolutely love her. I love her line and her line offers face and body oils, bath salts, bath teas, and skincare products that are made from healing properties of botanicals, herbs, salts, and clays that truly leaves you feeling aligned and just blissful. It's so amazing. So the liquid gold face and body oil that I was talking about earlier, it seriously feels exactly as it sounds. It is liquid gold on my skin. It is infused with rose, calendula, lavender, and chamomile. So if you are pitta like I am, this is seriously so soothing on your skin. 
And the blemish-busting one that I was also sharing about earlier, this has been my go-to for fighting blemishes. I've always had acne or blemish issues. And in addition, my skin is just so sensitive. So it's always been difficult for me to find the right products for my sensitive and acne-prone skin. But now I'm getting compliments on how nice my skin looks. And seriously, I attribute it to the blemish wand. It fights bacteria without over drying my skin. Like it's not very oily. So it you put it on your skin and it seriously just dries right away. And it just leaves your skin feeling so nice. So I highly recommend these products. Kameco is women-owned and operated, and everything is handmade in small batches in San Francisco, California. And I'm so excited to share that all Soul Fashion listeners will receive an exclusive 20% off of all products. Just visit kameco.com backslash lessons or simply use lessons at checkout. That's K-A-L-M-E-C-O dot com backslash lessons. You can also find the link in the description and I hope you enjoy. The third step, acceptance. You need to accept the answer that has come through and you need to accept it fully, not just because it means, oh, I've received this answer and now this is my truth. That's not what it's about. Accepting the answer is what creates the opportunity for you to truly feel into the frequency of the message that you received and discern whether that is something you want to take further. You see, when we are in the frequency of doubt, the frequency of, is this message true? Is this real? Am I just crazy? That is actually holding us back from truly feeling the energy of the channel that we tapped into. So say to yourself, imagine if what came through is true. Let me just say, it is true. Now, how does this message feel? Either listen to it or read it, or if it just occurred and you can still feel the energy, you're still kind of in that frequency of the channel. Take a moment to say, I accept this answer for what it is. And then feel in your energy whether it feels expansive or whether the message feels contracted. And the reason I'm bringing this in is because in channeling, it is important for us to continuously discern what energy we have tapped into, especially when we are just getting started. So if you have chosen the medium of speaking, your throat, a great place to check in on the frequency of your message is by checking in on how your throat feels. Does it feel contracted, like the words are having a hard time coming out? Does it feel dry? Does it feel dehydrated? What is the experience? Or do you feel your throat is expansive and there's so much more that you could say? There's so much more information that is ready to just flow out. And now do the same check with your chest and heart area if you were writing because as I mentioned your hands are extensions of your heart. Does your chest feel contracted or does your chest feel expansive? These are ways for you to recognize what type of channel you tapped into in the answering process and it is really important to discern whether hmm, this answer feels good for you to decide whether or not to move on to the fourth step. It can happen that something that comes through just doesn't feel as good, feels a little icky or contractive, or you're just not sure what it is. In that moment, don't feel guilty. Don't think you did it wrong. There is no way of doing it wrong, but release it. Take a moment to say, thank you for the guidance, for everything that came through. I am choosing to explicitly disinvite any energy that is not in my highest good. I thank you for the messages, but I release you now in the light of spirit, the universe, and God. And then you shake it off, you do some dancing, 
whatever you need to do to really release that energy from yourself. But if the energy feels good, that's when we're ready to move into step four. And before I do, Maya, in this acceptance phase, if there is a moment in your process that feels like the acceptance phase, how do you discern whether to take the answer with you or whether to release it? This is such a great question because there are so many layers to getting to this part of discernment. So one of the first things that I mentioned at the beginning is in order to get a good answer, you have to ask a good question. And so there are just times when you receive an answer and you're just, uh, there's still something about this that doesn't feel right. Go back and see if you can ask the question in a more clear way and be more direct. I think for women, when we're first exercising our throat chakra, that we are afraid to truly ask for what we want. And so the question becomes a little passive and then your answer is going to be a little passive. So really get clear and decisive with your question. And the next thing is when you become an open channel, you will receive downloads all day long. I am getting spurts of creativity. I have downloaded books, full novels. I have downloaded four-month programs in literally five minutes and it's done. It's here. But I'm not going to be an author anytime soon, maybe in my future. So maybe this download is for 10 years from now when I feel more ready in where I am in my career or this four-month program. If I decided I wanted to go back to coaching, I can implement this. But these ideas are coming through However, I'm not the only one that's receiving the download. So you may hear of people who come up with brilliant ideas at the same time. It's because we are all connected universally. And so when you receive these downloads, it doesn't mean that you are bound to it or that you have to do anything with it. Sometimes you can just write it down and give it to someone else. Sometimes you just release it and let them know that this is not for me now. And please come back if and when the time is right for me. But I will say that if you release something because you are in resistance, I guarantee you the message will come again and again And again, when it becomes so loud and clear that it'll be beyond just messages, you'll start seeing it physically. You may start seeing numbers or a big billboard would turn into a sign of this message that you need to do this or an accident will happen in your life to stop you dead in your tracks to reevaluate the decisions that you've made. And so the intention of sharing all of this is that We don't have to be in our mind of whether or not, should I move forward and listen and putting that pressure on ourselves because they're always supporting us and they are meeting us where we're at. So whether or not you choose to accept something or not, if it's in your destiny, they'll keep nudging you and you just want to keep listening. But as always... Your best sign of accepting and moving forward is what Ayana said, is if it feels good, if it lights you up, wholeheartedly move forward and don't be attached to the outcome. Which brings us to step four. If it feels good, move into step four, which is act. Now it is time to take that guidance that you have received and respond with an action. An action doesn't have to be something grandiose. It doesn't have to be anything big. An action can be 
to just take the message that you've received and journal your own reflection about it or to message someone who came up in your channel or for myself when I received the guidance that the episode needed to be about channeling and then my answer which I channeled through was literally all of this the four steps the four a's the flow the why everything came through the action that I then decided to take with that because it felt really good what came through was to message Maya and to say I have an idea for our upcoming episode it's going to be about channeling it's something that came through I didn't then have to record the podcast right away I was just taking the action of sharing it with my podcast co-host that this is what I would like to speak about. And so the reason that I think it's important to take an action, whether it's small or large, when you're still in that energy of the frequency is because you're saying to the channel, I am ready and I am willing to co-create with you. You're not just saying thank you for the guidance. You are showing them thank you for the guidance. I have received it and now I'm ready to transmute it into my reality, to manifest it into what it is that I am creating. And so that's when it really becomes a conversation energetically because you've received their channel, but now you're sending it back through action. So you're sending out, you're emitting the same frequency and saying, hey, let's work on this together. And so that creates a ripple effect of response which is how your reality starts manifesting at lightning speed that you can't even imagine because now it's you're responding to the channel and the channel is responding to you, literally creating this vortex of energy, bringing whatever it is that you are working on to life in this moment because everything is working towards it. But so really what I want to bring in about ACT is it does not need to be big. It just needs to show that you have received it and are willing to commit if it is in alignment for you to continue with it. Never force it. And the next step will become very clear to you in that moment of taking a small action. You will receive the response of what you need to do next, or you will receive the response that, Thank you. That was perfect. That was enough. We are moving on to the next thing. Don't worry about this one. And that's also perfectly divine. Why I feel like this is so important, all of the steps are so important, is that when it comes to manifestation or creating our reality, there's this idea that we can just be. You know, yogis love to just be and visualize and meditate and pray. But you have to take action. That's what it means to co-create. The universe cannot take action for us. They are providing us with the information and we're the ones that are acting. And what you were mentioning about the cycle of action and responding, that is karma right there. Action is karma. And a lot of people use the word karma in a negative context of what comes around goes around. That person is going to get it, karma. But it is universal on all sides. So what comes around does come around. So if you are taking right action, you will receive what is rightfully your birthright. This has been so beautiful. And before we close it out, I would like to bring it back to what are these four steps that we've just run through? The first step being ask. Ask for guidance on whatever it is that you are working with right now. The second step is answer. Allow the answer to be expressed through your chosen medium of speaking or writing. The third step is accept. 
accept whatever answer comes through without judgment so that you can truly tap into the energy of the answer itself and feel whether this is something you need to continue working with or whether it is something that you can now release. If it is something you are meant to continue with, you move into step four, which is act. See your action as an offering. Take a small action in response to the answer that you received as an offering to your guides that the message has landed and you are willing and looking forward to working with it. And that creates the energy of co-creation, which will manifest your most beautiful reality beyond your wildest dreams. Do it all for your guides. Everything you do, do it all for your guides and you will receive limitless abundance. And so today was so amazing. And I know that we went through so much information. We'll also provide resources in the description notes below. And thank you so much for being on this journey with us, everybody. We love you so much. If you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we loved creating it, then please take a moment to write a review on your preferred podcast host or share this episode with a friend who you think would love it too. This helps us spread the message and as a way to show our gratitude, we'll send you not one, but two meditations when you email us a screenshot of your review. Be sure to take the screenshot before submitting and you can find our email in the description. We also like to invite you to subscribe to stay up to date on the newest episodes which come out on every second and fourth Thursday. Be sure to tag us in your socials when you share about the podcast, because we really love connecting with all of you. Thank you so much for listening and taking the time with us today. We appreciate you. Namaste.